Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hey there, Nerd Clan. This episode of... Outlander cast. <laughs> Focusing on Clanlands is brought to you by MinuteWithMary.com. And if you're listening to this podcast right now, the day that this comes out, now through December 31st, I actually have an epic 20 to 40% off sale on my site. That's right. It's like a year-end closing sale. I just want to gift you with some of my favorite things. I got some brow liner. I've got some mask-proof lip stain. I've got some waterproof mascara. I've got something for everybody. Just head on over to MinuteWithMary.com and click shop now. You'll see all the sale items pop on up. From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to Outlander Cast. It's a podcast dedicated to the show Outlander on Stars. Everybody, welcome back. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and I can't tell if Duncan Lacroix should be my like best friend on this planet, <laughs> or someone I should just never be around. Mm. Because what what you, the listener, don't know about me uh, is that when I start drinking, yeah, I drink. Like, I, like I go. You I, go, Duncan. I go, Duncan. Like, <laughs> I don't drink often. I really don't. Uh, I'm, I, I'm not a, I'm not like a person that has a glass of wine with d- dinner. I'm not like, hey, I'll come home and have a beer. I'm actually having a weed dram right now, and Blake is not. Right. For yeah. reference. Yeah. So I'm like, this chapter is literally called Freddy Moon Whiskey. We need to have a dram, and he's like, I'm all set. <laughs> I'm all set. But I I've got mine. Don't need it. Sanjava. And but when I do go out, and when I do. You know, get a couple of get a couple of adult bevies in me. I go full Duncan. See, I still will just have like one or two when I go out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Basically, Blake and I consume the same amount of alcohol all yeah. year. <laughs> I just spread it out, and I localize it to about three or four days out of the year. <laughs> so obviously, drinking is what happens in this chapter: morning, day, night. 3 a.m. So much drinking. And before we get into the rest of the chapter discussion, uh, we want to let you know, of course, that you can actually subscribe to this podcast. Maybe it came up across Facebook or Instagram. You can actually find us in your favorite podcatcher of choice. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, YouTube, all by searching the title Mary and Blake. And of course, we want to thank our friends at jointhenerdclan.com who make all of this possible. You can actually join and become an official Nerd Clan member. You get all of the great benefits like bonus podcast episodes, premium podcasts such as Keep Calm and Crown On, the podcast that we had for um, the Crown on Netflix, and our friends at jointhenerdclan.com voted on our next podcast. It's called The Last King. Well, it's for The Last King. We have yet to decide what our podcast will be called because it was, in fact, decided 
today Mm -hmm. that it was going to be the last kingdom. Everybody voted on it. So get ready, ladies and gents. Get ready, nerds, because we'll be podcasting about the last kingdom probably after This Is Us. After This Is Us this season ends, we'll jump right into it. So I'm very excited. And I'm sure that we'll have all four seasons done before season five premieres later on in 2021, I think. So... I'm so I'm Dinafash, super excited. And the clan lands read along is still going, so don't worry. Right, right, exactly. All right, well, let's get into the show. Let's do it, shall we? Scotch. No other drink is named after a country, which is why whiskey is more than a drink for me. When I'm feeling homesick. I have a dram. It brings me great comfort. The smell brings back memories of Scotland. The taste takes me home. It's a huge part of Scottish culture and has been produced all over the world for hundreds of years. Uh, Is there a drink, Mary, that you drink and it gives you a similar feeling to what Sam describes in Chapter 2, Freedom of Whiskey, Gang Together? Hmm... I don't think so. Really? Well, okay, there is a drink that makes me think of something specifically. Okay, what do you got? Caramel apple cider from Starbucks with the whipped cream. <laughs> okay. Sounds disgusting, right? It sounds awful. I used to drink it in high school. Like, my really? friends and I would go to Starbucks because we finally had some money, you know, from babysitting or shoveling driveways, because yes, I did both. Um, and it was like such a treat, you mm-hmm. know, like I didn't want coffee, I didn't want any of that caffeine. But I would get this caramel apple cider with the whipped cream and the caramel extra on top. And I would study mm-hmm. and sip this delicious concoction that tasted like a caramel dipped apple <laughs> at a fair. And I can just think back to that Starbucks and the big leather chair that I would sit in yep. as I would um, have sessions with my friends. Wow. For me, I actually, I, I have a drink that reminds me of something very specific. Okay. Like, kind of like you. Okay. Um, it is actually Sam Adams. Mm. Uh, see, when I went to school, we, and it still is there, we had a pub on campus. It was just called The Pub. And it, I went to St. Anselm College. It's up in Manchester, New A lot Hampshire. of creative people over there. I know, right? The Pub. <laughs> the Pub. And you go to the pub, and, and you're allowed to go to the pub when you're a junior and you're a senior, after you, after you turn 21. And it is like it was like, okay, if kids are going to drink, and we know college kids are going to drink, Let's first number one make money on it, and then yeah, number I was just two capitalize on it. Number one, and then number two keep them on campus. My school was a dry campus. Was it really? Yeah. Oh my god! Because the decade before I went, not even the decade, uh-huh. probably five years before I went, URI was listed as one of the top ten party schools in the country. Really? Yeah, and they smacked that down right well, before I got there. And you still get this. I did choose to live in the honor storm. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, drinking Sam Adams for me. So at the pub, they had the taps and you had a whole bunch of different taps. And one of them was Sam Adams. And I had a special uh, like um, uh, pewter mug that was mine. Mm. And had your name on it in your your class year, and and I would drink Sam Adams. So anytime I pop a Sam Adams, it makes me think of being at the pub, sitting at the bar, drinking out of a pewter, out of like a pewter stein. I love it. You know what? I really hope that you weren't drinking with a Campbell, though. No, absolutely. I, I don't drink with no Campbells. hawkers or Campbells no, we, allowed. We don't allow that in my in, where we're from. You know, it's funny. Um, here we are, just in chapter two, two of 16 in the clan lands, and I'm excited to talk about the clans. Anybody else? 
Yeah, man. I, I'm like, I where are these plans? So I, so I read this, no hawkers or Campbells, and I'm like, yes, now we're getting somewhere. So my McDonald's side of the family made it very, very clear that they did not want us associating with Campbells. Right, exactly. And I read this, mind you, it's like the only clan mention in this chapter, but it's getting me excited. It's wetting my whistle. Uh, so before we delve into this chapter, we want to go into our GBGs, and I'm actually going to let Blake go first until his, his good, bad, and really? Yeah. We're gonna, oh, okay, we're breaking tradition. I don't like this. Hey, you know, this is what happens when I have a dream and you don't. <laughs> All right, so for me, the good. I'm like, it, I'm like the Sam right now. Just, just, the Sam of this episode. You're just doing whatever the hell you feel like. Uh, the good for me, once again, is all the stuff with Duncan Lacroix and how Duncan, by being him, is the great comedic relief this book needs. Because uh, once again, the, I think the chapter as it's written, the comedy between Sam and Graham is just so forced. And but Duncan, he just he just is himself. He's just him, man. And falling through plate glass, uh, coffee tables, and just getting hammered. I believe it. I, I totally believe it. And I love the fact that his just he's just being himself. And that is a natural good comedy for this book. The bad. Mm. And boy, is this bad for me. Uh, because it has... This is worse than the table of contents <laughs> This for is me. way worse than the table of contents. Uh, in fact, it's discouraged me about Ooh. this book a little bit, and it's it it's made me rethink <laughs> doing these episodes Rethink your bit. choices? Uh, yeah, I'm rethinking life choices at the okay. moment. Um, oh my gosh, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> That's heavy for this lighthearted book. I know. Uh, th- this chapter just felt like a giant commercial for Sassanac Whiskey. And that made me genuinely uncomfortable because, you know, the subtext of it all is, yeah, okay, I'll do the book, but we got to, we got to push my, we have to push my whiskey. And and not only that is the the drawing that's at the title of the chapter is the label of Sassanac whiskey. Yeah. And it feels so disingenuous. It feels so uh, preemptive. Uh, that in the second chapter of this book, we already get a big advertisement that's it, within the pa- the written word is a page and a half long. With, with the the audio version of it is like five minutes of Sam just singing praises about his own whiskey and how he did this and he traveled across the world and, that, and just it feels disingenuous after spending so much time in the first chapter getting to know these people. And being really genuine about the stupid little things that, that make them who they are, the Lady McTavish and the lattes and the terrible driving and all that stuff felt really organic. This felt like really, really, really manufactured. You know, and it's funny because, of course, here we are. We have a podcast that is sponsored by Minute with Mary, <laughs> which which I talk about, obviously, in the beginning of every single podcast episode. Yes. So I can appreciate what Sam's going for. I just hope that. We don't have many mentions of Sassanac whiskey throughout this book because when you're looking at the recipes at the end of the chapter, every single one starts with Sassanac whiskey. Well, that, well that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, it feels really disingenuous. It's the Sassanac highball and the Sassanac this. And, and it just feels like it's just a paid promotion. So, so what's your but, great? But my great for me, uh, there's a couple of things. But the main one, I think, is... Uh, actually learning about whiskey itself. Um, ding, ding, ding. And that being the, f- or scotch in particular, uh, 
how it's made in five main regions in Scotland, Mm -hmm. something that I definitely did not know, and how there were 14,000 stills in uh, in a specific time, which mm-hmm. meant one of one for every two uh, Scottish people, <laughs> and everybody was drinking it, and, and and there was a whole thing about it, uh, and how it was almost kind of like our version of, um, uh, uh, oh my God, what the heck is the moonshine? Pro- a prohibition, oh. yeah, like it, in the, how they tried to s- yeah. tamp it out and everything. It was our, it's their version of our. I love this little pit, the little bit that someone ha- set up a complete network of pipes from a woodland still to a nearby cottage, so the smoke would come out of the cottage, and the gougers wouldn't know what was going on. Right? Isn't that crazy? Wow, so cool. Gaugers, by gaugers, the way, gaugers. Sorry. That's okay. I got you. Um, how about you, Marvin? What is your good, your bad, and your great? My good is just Graham poking foot of Sam. The yeah. entire time in this chapter. Um, There's a bit of self-awareness to it, I think, as well. Like, <laughs> here's, you know, they're talking about tenants. And we have Sam. Honestly, I wrote in my notes bragging. Having been the face of tenants for three years or more, I felt this attack was coming. Blah, 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 blah. Well, I did that. I went to Germany. And then I played with monkeys. And I got VIP passes to the largest music festival. Blah, blah, blah. And I, I read it. And I'm like, Sam, what are you doing? And I just loved that Graham immediately says, Hewan will promote anything. He's one job away from hemorrhoid cream. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you're reading it. And being a devout fan of Outlander, and of Sam Hewen. You know, you're reading it and you're like, come on. Oh, yes, good for you. All right, you played. Okay, okay. And you can laugh with Graham. Mm-hmm. It's like, you you can tell that they're such good friends that he he can get a good laugh with this. Like, yes, Sam is being paid by loads of companies mm-hmm. to schlep their stuff. Good for him. He probably has an Audi in the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Um, and then how he uses, and of course, uh, he has his own whiskey. Don't you know? Of course he does. The aftershaves in the pipeline. <laughs> and, and he goes like, okay, here begins the advert. Yes. Like, uh, and yet Sam gives it right back. Um, like I love to hear, yeah, you need a splash of here by human because you smell like an old soak. And you've brought your breakfast in your beard, I see. Like <laughs> the banter between the two of them, but particularly from Graham to give that self-awareness of the fact that a large portion of this chapter felt like an advertisement for yeah. Sam's whiskey um, made it made the advertisement a lot smoother. Sure. Oh, check that out. Check that out. Sure. Um, I did. I just kind of like loved that. And then my bad is that Sam came off really full of himself and yeah. between, you know, Oh, I, I represented tenant. And then, you know, his whiskey, and then talking about the super fan interaction. Oh, I was I was saving so, that for later. But so it's yes. you know, we we in the Outlander fandom know and appreciate this, right? We know that there are super fans who have crossed the line. And we can see this playing out. I think had this happened and it couldn't because they were at a bar. I think had this mentioned happened in a different chapter, I would have felt better. But I felt like Sam was very like, Oh, I'm really amazing two times prior and then to be like oh no a super fan's coming to get me it it was just like the cherry on top of the ice cream but on the flip side you know this was also a year that sam came out you know and talked about being bullied and um we do know that he and katrina have had people stalk them and be incredibly inappropriate so it makes sense to mention it in this book that some people do cross the line yeah. so that was my bad I'm sorry. Well, I'll save it for later. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
And then my great is the story of the table reads night before. Yeah, that was cool. And the shenanigans that happened. Once again, this book is obviously meant for for Outlander fans. You know, they they mention something that would have happened in Blackjack Randall time, you know, time. And just talking about all these people, pretty much just like, their first name, you know, like we all should know who they are. Exactly. Um, You know, and talking about how they went out and had sake and did all these things. And then they had the whiskey drink. And it's funny because probably a lot of people who are reading this book attended that virtual whiskey tasting, not knowing that everyone was already sloshed. (laughs) That Matt Roberts was having the hardest time just writing a hashtag that was appropriate (laughs) for the event. Um, And then Duncan's response the day after and how everyone had it went in except for Graham of course who yep. organized even everyone that went in like super hungover um, and even Duncan's top 10 list at the end of the chapter um, you know for a legendary night out it's funny because as as excited as I am to continue to delve into Scotland and to mm-hmm. delve into whiskey and you know the warfare and all that kind of stuff I'm also reading it because I'm an Outlander fan. Well, that and, and this is a great segue I think into the rest of what I think we have to talk about for this chapter why are we reading this book, right? Uh, and I'm not saying we, you and I, Mary, we, we know why we're reading and we know why we're doing the podcast for it. But like, why are we as a fandom reading this book? Are we reading it to get to know more about Scotland and uh, the warfare and the whiskey and everything? Or are we reading it for the hope of getting these outlander tidbits? Both. Um, and I think an issue that I has arisen out of this chapter is it's kind of all over the place. But mind you, it's only chapter two, but I agree. It's like, I wanted to go a little deeper into whiskey. Yeah. And I'm worried that this was the whiskey chapter and that there's not really going to be much whiskey left. And who knows? I mean, we still have so much more to go. With yeah, there's a lot of book left. Here. Chapter two. Um, but that's what scares me though. Like it scares me that we're only in chapter two and we're already this like. So I see it dispersed. as. You know, I, I've loved Scotland yes. because of my family's heritage, also because of Outlander immensely has really reinvigorated that. Um, and I see this as a way for a person like myself who may struggle and be incredibly bored with like your general history book of Scotland, mm-hmm. you know, the wars and times. But when it's told by two people who whose humor I get, who mm-hmm. I already kind of know, love and trust. Yep. And I get to kind of be a sidekick with them. It makes it really fun. It, like, that's what I see. I don't see this as like the ultimate book to Scottish history, sure. you know, and culture. But it's it's two friends who are taking you along on a two-week trip mm-hmm. where they're going to dive deep into some really fun stuff. And if you get interested in learning more, great. If you pick up some, like you said, little extra tidbits about Outlander along the way, even better. Right. And I, I think, I th- who wouldn't want to be at the fly on the wall in a camper with Sam and Graham? Absolutely, and but, and and that that is something that is also very poignant too, because like when they're talking about, uh, you know, uh, Scottish Breaking Bad and mm-hmm. distilling whiskey in their bathroom. Mm-hmm. Okay, that to me is the good interplay. That to me is the kind of thing that I I absolutely want to hear. I I want to hear how these two friends think of these stupid things. It feels like something that. You know, when you're out with your buddies, you would think of and be like, dude, let's do Scottish Breaking Bad. Absolutely. Absolutely. And sprinkling in the things about like Rabbi Burns being a gauger or or, or 
in other words, a tax collector and how he was actually really good at it. Yeah. And he had to do it to pay the bills and he was promoted. And the, that's all interesting stuff. Mary, you brought up the idea with the piping and how they had mm-hmm. the, had this intricate system of you know, yes. moving the smoke into houses and all really interesting stuff. Even the music, when he talks about the Jacobite connections to the Scottish songs. Sure. Um, you know, frequently referencing the Bonnie Prince in different ways. Or, or even All Ye Come, All Ye Faithful, that yeah. might be a uh, reference to the Bonnie Prince. And- so I, I listened to this as the audiobook, and then yes. I read it uh, as the real book. I think you only listened to this chapter, am I right? I only listened yeah. to it. So I will tell you, I actually preferred this read. Really? Yeah. How come? Because I didn't have a bragging taste in my mouth by Sam as much. What do you mean? So I don't know if when I first listened to it, if all I heard was just like, me, 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 look how cool I am, ba, 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 and that it soured the chapter for me. And if having it a second time allowed me to see more of the other stuff, or if because I could read it kind of in my own voice and maybe I kind of like knew what was happening. Like, oh yeah, this is where he just brags about tenants. Okay. Uh, You know, I can really savor the other parts. I could savor the bit about the music. I can savor, um, as I said, that line that I said about when I'm feeling homesick, I have a, a dram. All the little fun things that they have, like Graham even saying, we soldier on. You know, there's all these right, little yeah. things that are like luscious and wonderful that when you're listening to it, you do, you get their banter, you get their voices. But I actually really preferred this chapter read. Yeah, I think there's there's a hmm, there's a bit of in the recording. Mm-hmm. It's almost a little dismissive um, of the fans. Like it, it, like Sam says, "Oh well, you know, many Outlander fans are excellent." Like they're they're great, and that but there are some that you know that that are think that I am Jamie Fraser, and and then he calls this girl Delilah with the Outlander and the puppies, and the and then he refers, thank goodness it wasn't a Dorcas and Bobby shirt. I know, right? <laughs> that would have been bad. <laughs> that would have been hashtag real bad. Get your Dorcas and Bobby shirt at the MarianBlakeStore dot com. Um, and and he also refers to the mother as Glenn in reference to Glenn, Glenn Close. Close from Fatal Attraction, like. That's not a good comparison. But on the flip side, I would have done the same. Yeah, but is that something that you write about in this book? Is that something that is appropriate for this book? I don't know. My After hearing the, all the stuff about the Sassanac whiskey and how he's gallivanted around the world, doing all this whiskey with his his business partners and Germany. Yeah, that's why I'm the, saying I don't, it didn't feel right you, in this chapter. Yeah, when you start putting that all together, it it just feels a little douchey. It was like, I'm famous, I'm famous, I'm famous, I'm special, I'm famous. Oh my gosh, people try to see me because I'm special and like and they're famous. they're running out of the pub <laughs> and they're diving into the Which RV. I believe and- that they did try to run out of the pub. I believe they did all these things, sure. but I think you're right. I think hearing it, this chapter, hearing-wise, came off a wee bit boastful in Sam's perspective. Tad bit. And tad bit. I will tell you, if you had that feeling, to read it instead. You know, I didn't find... I really ended up a lot... Even even just Graham, you know, when, when he Sam was talking about uh, the whiskey and how he got to go and try all these things at different distilleries, and then Graham says, and he got all the freebies. Yeah, you know, right. oh, here we go. <laughs> Get ready for the advert. Like, you just enjoy it a bit more. Sure. And, you know, Sam goes in, of course, about the logo of the unicorn, Scotland's national animal. Um, it, 
I even learned more about the unicorn. Like I of course knew that sure. it was their um their his logo in the national animal, but I did I, I learned a lot more about it. Um <laughs> Yeah, I just really, really, really enjoyed it. I liked also the bit where Graham talked about how Sam like didn't give him the darn whiskey. Absolutely. He's like, Oh, and Sam says, Yeah, I gave it to everybody that was at the hotel. Yeah. Uh, but you know, And then you- he finally gets it. And here's how Graham sticks it to him to describe his whiskey. Sure. It's a blend it blends the throaty power of a Formula One racing car with the nimble meanderings of a Highland sheep. But this is no ordinary sheep. This sheep has drunk from the ambrosial springs of a misty glen, its slope shrouded in tender dew. If wolves still roomed in Scotland, you would feel their fangs as this whiskey slid across your palate like a hungry ballerina. I tasted heather. I tasted wild mountain thyme. I tasted tweed. As I let it glide down my throat and settle in my eager stomach, I could have sworn I heard the sound of Bonnie Prince's voice whispering in my ear <laughs> and the distant rumble of cannon fire. I wept. <laughs> so you go through all this stuff and it's like, I love you, Graham. Yeah, I'm <laughs> really liking Graham. Uh, mainly be- probably because I think his sensibilities are more m- my sensibilities, although I don't like lattes. Uh, I just, I think he's in it for the same things that I'm in it for. Well, and don't you have a friend who you just bust, who like you are yeah. so different from? Yep, absolutely. But you're like, of course. I mean, I have friends who do that kind of stuff. Like, of course you'd be doing that. Okay, here we go with this. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a bit more extra. Mm -hmm. I'm a Uh, bit more extroverted. (laughs) Extra is not the word, (laughs) Marvin. (laughs) I think I'm the Sam in this scenario. Yes. So I've had my husband, I've had friends call me out, you know, after I tell a story to then be like, oh, but what you didn't know is da-da-da-da-da-da-da was actually going on. You know, to to bring you down. Bring you down a notch. Which... Keep you real. Which honestly helped this chapter so much. Yeah. And I enjoyed it a real lot. I am worried if anyone tries to read it who isn't an Outlander fan. I will tell you that. Because what? I, they mentioned Blackjack Randall like twice in this oh, chapter. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 As I said, the, they talk about the entire cast, you know, getting together. Um, But <laughs> I think as an Outlander fan, you're the person who's buying this and reading it. Yeah, so I think it's... it's, a, it's that's indicative of them just knowing their audience. Correct. Like no one, I can't say no one, but it's really going to be Outlander fans who buy this book. Correct. And that's it. I mean, if you just see the cover and you like Scotland and you haven't actually watched Outlander because you're crazy, but you're like, these guys are hot. (laughs) Maybe I'll just get this. You're you're not gonna know what's going on no, for half of the book, you're not but you're gonna, gonna have Grant a lot of is. fun. You're, you're gonna, and I know that they had the introductions <laughs> of like Cat earlier in the whole thing, but like you're not gonna appreciate the fact that Cat was on her back in a cab or in in the no, we're all picturing car. it. We're yeah. all picturing her somehow upside down. Yeah, with her feet up, you know, like and, and giggling and yeah. falling asleep at the table read, and Sam's trying to <laughs> keep her awake. Oh my goodness, he's looking out for her and everything. Uh, and even like Matt Roberts, who the hell is Matt Roberts, you know, within context? I mean, oh, outside of context, rather. Nobody knows who Matt Roberts is. He's not uh, 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 a name 
showrunner. He's not a house name. He yeah. wasn't even a showrunner at that point in time in the in the history of the book. Um, that that's being written at about that time, and and now he is a showrunner of Outlander, but he's not Damon Lindelof. He's not. Uh, yeah, but you're just saying the the part about talking about Matt Roberts, yeah. you know, t- texting stuff, you know, wouldn't have me- meant anything. But that being said, this we now going forward don't need to acknowledge right. that this book could potentially get into the hands of somebody who isn't an Abs- Outlander absolutely. fan. Absolutely, because this it's is going to be an Outlander. Yeah, fan, this no is what. they know who their audience is, yep. and we're just going to enjoy it because man, I did, I loved it. I mean, half of this chapter I think was about the tomfoolery of all this scotch test tasting, and yes. um. You know, just everyone trying to do the table read. I mean, even Duncan, Duncan Lacroix running in, throwing the book Dragonfly and Amber. I suppose you expect me to read this? <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, I could just picture him grunting it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, was it left on at his seat and he was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. You want me to read this? I thought we were, what is going on? Don't, don't I die? <laughs> <laughs> nope. You don't. <laughs> Oh, man. But yes, as I said, my great did, uh, of course, include Duncan LaCroix's top 10, make that 11 tips for a legendary night out. And as we wrap up this episode, I'm going to read them to you. Okay. Number one, before you leave the flat, uh, before you leave the flat, line your stomach with a loaf of bread and a pint of full fat milk. None of this trim shit. Two, take a vitamin B2, B12. God knows why. Three, fill your pockets with stuff that would make blackjack wince in case you get lucky. Four, drink two of anything alcoholic just before you close the door of your flat. Five, find a mate who's even more mental than you. For example, the Irishman. The unnamed Irishman, still Mm. unnamed. (laughs) Six, get to the par early. Double up with pints and chasers. Seven, sink depth charges in your mate's pint and then drink it yourself anyway. Eight, be sure to urinate outside the window of the restaurant in which your director is enjoying dinner with his wife. Nine, break into your own flat because you've forgotten the keys. <laughs> Ten, start a fight with the person you've invited back to your flat for more wine. Eleven, threaten to ex- execute your boss. <laughs> I feel like that is, that's just a regular night out for Duncan. And again, as we circle back to the beginning of this episode... I don't know if Duncan should be my best friend or someone I should stay away from for the rest of my life. Mm. I enjoyed sitting. I got to sit right next to him. You did? Yeah. Back in New York. That's right. Uh, Big time over here. Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) And he was sloshed then too. Yes, he was. So on that note, want to wrap this chapter up? Absolutely. Let's do it. I'm going to hit the right button this time too. I think if I can find it. There it is. Ladies and gents, if you're enjoying this breakdown of Clan Lens, hold on tight because we're going to keep on delving on. I will tell you that if you're listening to this in real time, the next episode will be in about a week. Okay? Reason being, we got a lot of stuff on our plate right now. Yeah, a, it's a, holiday break. Yeah, we kids got a are lot home. Of, we got a lot of stuff happening. And um, yeah, so you can keep your eyes on all of our social media handles, Mary and Blake, to stay up to date with all the things that we are up to. But as Blake said, we've got some new podcasts coming. And we, of course, want to thank all of our friends at jointhenerdclan.com. Those of you who are the Sassanok 
level, we hope you enjoyed your gifts. The Sasanak or above level, we hope that you enjoyed your gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, some of you it may still be in the mail just because the mail is taking forever. I hope you enjoy the 12 days of Christmas because yes. it may take that long to get to you. <laughs> <laughs> and those of you who are a Klansman level and above, we hope, of course, that you enjoyed our holiday card. Yes, I hope you uh, hope you happy everything as as uh, that's what it said, and I, I, you know it's just whatever it is, man. Whatever you whatever you celebrate, cool with us, man. You know what I celebrate? What's that? Listening to these two gentlemen in my ears. I celebrated it so much today. Mm-hmm. I was listening to um, just honestly, it's Graham. I just can't get enough of him. I'm listening, <laughs> and I actually didn't have my earbuds in, and okay. I was carrying the phone, walking around the house, cleaning my kids' room. And I was throwing away Christmas boxes, like all of our kids' boxes from all their toys. And I was enjoying this chapter with Graham and Sam so much that I carried the phone out with me to go place these boxes in the recycling bin. Is that when the giant F-bomb was dropped? And I dropped the phone. (gasps) No! Into our very large recycling bin, like one of the (gasps) ones that is as big as me. Oh, no! Thank God I was recycling that trash, but I had to remove every single box oh, from a completely full my recycling goodness bin, no thanks as the slender heavy phone had made its way to the bottom and all the while sam and graham were talking to me on speakerphone <laughs> from the bottom of my recycling bin and i was still attentively listening oh that is so funny here's a good question for you mary yeah you dropped the phone in the toilet no i dropped it in the no, recycling no i'm saying bin. if you drop your phone in the toilet okay are you fishing it out and, and putting it in rice yes really yeah I think I'm getting a brand new phone. It's just pee. And yeah. often it's still like just water. Often yeah, people haven't you, even peed in it. stuff living in there. There's organisms in the toilet bowl. and. Do you wash your hands after you touch money? Yes, I do, as a matter of fact. Every time? Just about. Mm. Just, just about. about. Just about. You're welcome. It's on that note. <laughs> it's, a known, <laughs> it's a known fact that cocaine is on money, not pee. About that. <laughs> Until next time, lads and lasses, I'm Mary Larson. My name is Blake. And you've been listening to Outlander Cast. Mm-hmm.